0: Welcome to What is Truth, the radio show devoted to asking the question, what is truth? Now your hosts, doctor and pastor of Grace and Truth Church in Amherst, Michael Caesar and co-host Johnny D.
1: Want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want answers. I want the truth.
2: You can't handle the truth. Do like Jesus said, search the scriptures and you'll know
0: what is truth. Amen.
2: Welcome to another edition of the What Is Truth radio show. Doctor Michael Caesar back in studio after a week's uh, conference uh, last week. It was a good conference with uh, Pastor David Hoffman and Brother Robert Breaker. Good to be back with you. I've Amen. got Mark Sassy and John De Giuseppe with me. Good Our morning. panel of truth tellers right here. And last week, in my absence, you went through the uh, third chapter of the Acts of the Apostles because yes. we're we're looking at how. The Lord Jesus, after he ascended to heaven, handed the baton off to his apostles to build his church. And we're looking at the foundational work in the first uh, four decades after he left of the building of the church of Jesus Christ. And we saw in Acts 2, when the Holy Ghost came that morning, Peter went out into the temple area and began to preach. And he preached a great sermon and uh, many people Uh, received the word of God that says that day there were 3,000 people added to the church and they were praising God and having favor with all the people and it was just uh, continued, the word was spreading that day and the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. Now that same day later in the afternoon, chapter 3, at about, I don't know, 3 o'clock, they went and they healed a man who had been paralyzed and lame, from his mother's womb. I think it was 30 something years. He had never walked. Yes, And uh, Peter just, uh, he want, the guy wanted money. And Peter said, no, I've got something better for you. In the name of Jesus Christ, you can rise up and walk. And this was done in the sight of all these people at the beautiful gate of the temple. And uh, Peter again began to preach one more time that the God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, the God of our fathers, hath glorified his son, Jesus. And then he had to give up a, a negative <laughs> message here because the gospel is good news on the, the head side, but on the underside, it's bad news. Yes. Even for us today. I mean, every one of us sitting at this table had to recognize the underbelly of our condition on the tail side that we were sinners and that kind of bothers us. And, and here he's pointing out to these men, he's saying you folks right here at the temple, uh, uh, a few weeks ago, you killed the prince of life, but God raised him from the dead. Amen. And and uh, verse 17, and I know, brethren, that a lot of you did this through ignorance. You didn't know who he was, but your rulers were the main leaders, but even some of your rulers were ignorant. And God has uh, showed before by the mouth of all his prophets that the Messiah Christ should suffer, and now it's been fulfilled. And he tells them to uh, repent, turn to God, and be converted Have your sins be blotted out, and the times of refreshing shall come from the presence of the Lord. And he goes all the way back to Moses in verse 22, and he reminds these people at the temple. Moses told us a long time ago, Moses truly said to all our fathers, A prophet shall the Lord your God raise up unto your brethren. What do you think he means by that word raise up? Raise up from the dead. Yeah, the, the resurrection. resurrection. Yeah. Oh, that's right. And and that was a promise way back in Deuteronomy 18.
0: Yes. Anyone have that promise there? Right there, 18. I will raise them up a prophet from among their brethren, like unto thee, and will put my words in his mouth, and he shall speak unto them all that I command. Now, just God talking, not Moses. Right. And yes.
2: God's telling, that's why he
0: said, I'll that's raise said him Moses. up,
2: Moses, a prophet mm-hmm. like thee. He's going to be Jewish. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Now, you know, this text is misinterpreted. A lot. By... by
1: um, Muslims. Muslims. So I've personally had Muslims more than once tell me that uh, you can find Muhammad in the Bible by looking in Deuteronomy eighteen eighteen. Okay. And so I say, well, let's look at it together. Let's look at let's it. Let's look and see what it says. And it says in the Bible, I will raise them up a prophet from among their brethren, like unto thee, speaking of Moses. Moses was a Hebrew.
2: Yes. And his brethren were all Jews of yes. Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, he was
1: uh, from the from the line of Aaron, right? Yeah. Son of Aaron. Absolutely. And so, anyway, so he was a Hebrew that cannot, by the word of God, that cannot apply to Muhammad. He Muhammad, was Arab. Yeah, Muhammad was Arab, and he came in 600 AD. And like I was, I was speaking to a young Muslim guy yesterday on the street, mm-hmm. and uh, I explained to him. I said, "Look, the Bible has prophecy, and the Quran does not have prophecy. Prophecy is history written." In advance, yeah, and so here's a prophecy in Deuteronomy 18 that God's going to raise in up a prophet. Two named, verses,
2: yes, fifteen and eighteen, and and the promises. I'll I'll raise him up. I'll resurrect him. Yes. So so I mean, was Muhammad resurrected? No. no isn't no. he buried in, in right. Medina and That's not right. New York, but over in Saudi Arabia? <laughs> yes. Right. Yes. Right. And they visit his tomb and they do pilgrimages. That's there. right.
0: Yes. And you know, I think it's important for the listener to know that. Um, God, how far back was this book, the Deuteronomy, written from, from Jesus? Uh, uh, 1450 1400, 1400. BC. 1400. Okay. And, and in verse 19, listen to this listener. He says, that prophet that Moses is talking about, Jesus Christ, and it shall come to pass that whatsoever will not, whosoever will not hearken unto my words, which he shall speak in my name, I will require it of him. Now, yeah. this is God speaking. And Jesus says many times, my words are not my own. Yeah. My words are the, from those from him who sent me. So this is God saying that if you don't hearken unto Jesus Christ's words, you're not hearkening to God's words. Yeah. So you're either being disobedient or you're calling God a liar. And 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 the greatest words when he was, the Gospel of John, we love that Gospel. You yes. yes.
2: must be born again. And there it is.
0: You must be born again. I mean, again. he had a chance and, and to
2: meet with a religious man that
0: wanted to know, what what is it yeah. about heaven? What is yeah. it about yeah. the afterlife? Ye yeah. must, must be born again. And, and Jesus is a gentleman, as you yeah. always say, Mike. Is it, that is a command. You know, he doesn't, he, he he's God incarnate. He doesn't have to say, I'm telling you or threaten you. He says, ye must be born again. Look at the Lord, you must be born again. It, that's It's black and white. Yeah,
2: and, and, he, and he did tell the guy, because the guy was curious. He was a 50-year-old religious man. He said, look, accept a man, be born again. If you're not born again, you can't enter the kingdom of God. You won't even be allowed to see right. the kingdom of God. It's required. Yes. So
1: when, when it says here in Deuteronomy, it says, I will require it of him. Just think in your mind for a second. Let's imagine that you're going to a Bills game and you're going to the stadium in Orchard Park, New York, right? And you get to the gate, and they say, "Where's your ticket?" <laughs> uh, well, I don't have a ticket. <laughs> well, it's required. Absolutely, it, if that's you're, a requirement. If you must like have him. a ticket. <laughs> yes,
0: it's required for <laughs> entry. Now, you you should have a ticket. You might have a ticket. Maybe you have a ticket. You must have a ticket. Goodbye. Except the man have
2: a ticket, he will not see there. the
0: game. He will not enter <laughs> well,
2: into see does the game. That, yes. Does that yes. explain so, it better? So so I, mean,
1: I mean, God makes it pretty plain and yeah. clear, mm. right? He requires that you hear His words, so. Read the Bible, Amen. you know, for God's sake. And you were saying earlier that, you know, the gospel is the good and also the bad news. Well, it's the goodness of God. You'll find out about it in the Bible, but you
2: also find out that we're not as good as God and we need him. And the thing is, the the good will trump the bad. If you will receive the the bad news. And I guess individually, the the tough thing is we were just talking to someone the other day uh, and Teresa was witnessing to this gentleman and he's a good guy. And he's built a nice business, and he was a good family man, and he said, I'm all right, I'm all right. And, yeah, he's good socially, but he's not good enough to enter heaven. That's the biggest to, to enter into heaven, one must be pure and perfect. And and so the bad news is you're not good enough to enter heaven. The good news is Jesus has made a way. And
0: to me, Michael, that is the biggest American curse. Yeah. Is that is that there are some really, really socially... Good people yeah, men and women, and they're blinded; they're totally blinded. You know, it's 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 easier. Who was it? Yeah, we had a missionary here one time said it's easier to talk to men and women in prison. Right, it's easier to go to co- the third world countries where um, where there's poverty or or they live in fear yeah. of being attacked to talk to those people. But when you the, the hardest nut to crack <laughs> is that that comfortable American.
1: And somebody who thinks that they're good. So Yeah, exactly. that's millions of people. That's and, right. And so God has a, a verse for that. And like Pastor was just saying, you can be a very upstanding citizen who's a really good guy and mm-hmm. is trying his best to do the right thing, okay? But God has a word for that. He says, there's a way that seemeth right unto a man, but the ends thereof are the ways of death. And it's because... Only through the name of Jesus Christ can you have resurrection, can you have life,
0: eternal life. Yeah, yeah. You have to have belief in that name. And that's why, you know, guys, one of my favorite verses is John 16, 9. And I know I, I, I play that a little bit. I know I, I push the envelope a bit, saying that he's going to reprove the Holy Ghost, is going to reprove the world of sin. Jesus is saying, it's because you believe not on me. Yes. And these people do not think they're sinners and i try to point to them the sin is not knowing jesus christ why don't we just forget about sure. forget about the 10 commandments if you lied or this or that or you, you cheat whatever that might be it's the sin is not knowing Jesus Christ, not
2: knowing and trusting Him, right? It. Right. And yeah. You say, see, no,
0: basically, you want to go to Disney World, you got to buy a ticket. You know, I, I'm going to use Disney World. Let's use the bills again. You know, <laughs> you know, that awful place. But again, you you must have a ticket. And Jesus is saying, you could bypass all this. Listen, to, don't, I'm so tired of getting into. I'm okay. You're okay. What do I do? I'm so. You need to believe. If you don't believe, you can't go. Period. That's what God says. That's it. Ye must be born again. Yeah. All right. You know, I am the way. Fourteen six. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one comes home to the Father but by me. And that's Jesus speaking. That's right. At right. the Last Supper, before He's going to go to the cross, He's trying to tell them. Doesn't tell them anything else. Right. It's, it's 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 so simple. Now you might think that that's pretty narrow minded, listener. How many times we have people? Well, that's pretty narrow. You know, that's yeah, it, it is. But it makes it so easy. But it makes it the right way. It makes it the right way. It's it's, the right way. He doesn't say, but by Mary, but by being religious, but by being good, but by you, we could go down the list. He says, but by me, period. Who's me? Jesus Christ. But speaking in narrow,
2: and that is true, it does seem narrow minded, but Jesus said one day at the Sermon on the Mount, many people love that sermon, right? Mm -hmm. Uh, Matthew chapter seven, verses 13 and 14, he told the men, that were listening in the audience. It was a large audience as he was sitting on a mountain talking to a crowd of people. He said to them, enter ye in at the straight gate, uh, for wide is the gate, straight, another word for straight is narrow, Uh, wide is the gate, and broad is the way that leadeth to destruction, and many there be which go in thereat. But straight is the gate, and narrow is the way which leadeth unto life, and few... There be, be that find it. it. Yeah, and it's, so it's, what it. they
1: need to find is they need to find Jesus Christ. And they're only going to do that in the words of God in the Bible. Yeah. And this circles right back to where we were in Acts, in Acts 3. Uh, you know, it was, it was said by God in the Old Testament in Deuteronomy, right, through Moses. And now it's being preached by Peter in Acts 3. And he says, and it shall come to pass that every soul, that's every person, yep. which will not hear that prophet about Jesus, shall be destroyed from among the people god's that's not his will god's will is not to destroy but you have to come
0: to his invitation sure sure just using the game again you have a ticket yes you're in you don't have a ticket no stand outside in the parking lot you know i mean it it, it, is you nobody wants to stand outside in the cold they want to see the game yeah but but what you're saying there mark and it's sober
2: and it's something maybe we'll just uh, stop for a moment Uh, again you were reading verse 23 it shall come to pass that that prophet that which was raised up, if every soul which will not hear that prophet shall be destroyed. Yes. And and here's the truth, God is the creator, and he created us, he gave us uh, the body, he let our mom and dad make it, but he gave them the body going all the way back and so to the garden, so he gave the body, he put the soul in there, he put the spirit in there as is described in uh, Genesis 2, uh, Psalm 139, And what happens if someone doesn't believe in that creator, in the Father God, as described by the Bible. My my dad used to tell me all the time, I brought you into this world, I can take take you out. out. And and that's what he's saying. Those souls will be destroyed. That's the second death. That's right. He doesn't want that. He's not willing that any should perish,
0: but he's leaving the choice up to the hearer. And ignorant, ignorant people. Uh, will go ahead and they they mock or they curse him really i can't believe there's a god he's supposed to be a loving god why in the world would he do something like that you know we've heard them all on the street i mean they come up they come up with every little thing they want to pull out of their, their their sack over there it's just the fact of the matter is what listen what you think is difficult being in religion is difficult being made to you know be baptized or, or confess or all these things or or pray 17 times in Mecca whatever it might be you might think you know that's what's that's difficult Jesus Christ is easy. You need, you're looking at it wrong. The simplicity you, it, of Christ. Simplicity, yeah. like, it's so yeah. easy. And again, you want to pull all these things out and says, well, why would he do this? And why would, because he knows you're an ignorant and he's making it easy. So he makes it. Are you willing to trust Jesus? Amen.
2: Or are you
1: trusting yourself? Amen. It, who, or who or you someone trusting? else,
2: maybe. Or someone else. Yeah. Yeah. He wants you to trust God, the father and the word about his son Amen. written in this book. Yes. So now we get to chapter four. And it's still, I imagine, afternoon, they started preaching at 3. I don't know how long the sermon was running. They might have been running overtime, it might be 4.30, 5 o'clock. And, and what happens as they're out there? People are beginning to listen. Who wants to read chapter 4? Yeah, let's, four?
1: let's start reading chapter 4. But I just want to make one last comment on chapter 3. In chapter 3, verse 12, it says, And when Peter saw it, he answered unto the people. He's preaching to the people. Ye men of Israel. So now he's addressing the Jews, Israel. And he starts preaching right? Yep. And he's preaching about the name of Jesus and, and what they did through faith in his name. That's the first street preaching right there. Yeah, it <laughs> is. <laughs> Amen. And we're seeing the acts of the apostles. We're seeing the acts of the early church. This He preached in chapter 2. Now he's preaching again in chapter three. He's street preaching.
2: So, so he began early in the day, public preaching, yes, uh, outside of the home where he was. And now he's gone to the temple and he's walking the streets here. They called it the uh, straight, uh, the beautiful gate of the temple, the area where he's walking and uh, he's preaching. But and, Jesus did that. Jesus was yes. a street preacher. Yes. Go back to the Gospels. Mm-hmm. There,
1: there's all kinds of accounts throughout the Bible, Old Testament, New Testament, where God's men. Preached outside of the synagogue or outside of the temple. The prophet Amos, the prophet Isaiah, the the prophet
2: Elijah, the prophet Elisha. They were all sent, yeah. And
1: and I say that because people today in 2023, they may think it's a strange thing if they see someone preaching out on the street or holding a sign for Jesus out on the street. They may think that's a little different,
2: but it's biblical. And that's why I mentioned it. Okay, in 2023, we're talking America. Right. What what if we roll the, the back to maybe seventeen fifty seventeen sixty in America, uh, we've got pictures <laughs> of, of people out on the streets. Well, well the, uh, those are drawings, and you've got pictures. What that's that's the eighteen late eighteen hundreds. A picture yeah. from the late eighteen hundreds. So it was common for men to preach yeah. on the streets to reach
0: people. Yeah, the picture of the gospel not only wagon. Preach, but not only preaching. They used to hawk medicine and everything. So it was common that they would go to the town. And they would get on a soapbox, sure, and they and they would have something to sell. And that's why I said, "What is this?" That's why the Greeks said, "What does this babbler have to say?" Yeah, right. When they talk about Paul, but then, but but then, when the preacher get up there, like like some of the ones that you were talking about on Sunday, I mean, it's like they stopped them in their track. This is this guy's not selling yeah. a snake oil over here. Well, yeah. A,
2: a preacher isn't asking for money. I've been on the street many times. I've never asked for anything. No, I mean, actually, amen. Uh, God tells us in the Bible, we have freely received the gift. We should freely give it. Amen. Yeah, that's right. Okay. So
1: we still got some time, right? Yeah, I sort, of, sort of red flight, so I'm sorry. Okay, so here in Acts chapter 4, the Bible says, it starts out, And as they spake unto the people, the priests and the captain of the temple and the Sadducees came upon them, being grieved that they taught the people and preached through Jesus the resurrection from the dead. And they laid hands on them and put them in hold unto the next day. For it was now even tied, so they were put in jail for street preaching, so yeah, they were let I mean, me one more verse, howbeit many of them which heard the word believed, and the number of the men was about five thousand
0: you know get, get a sense of place and, and again, my, my background in, in reading and hate to admit it, you know in, in theater and whatnot, you have to try to you have to try to give a sense of place, okay, all right, and when you read a script um it, you, you don't, you have to, that's the actor's choice. You got to get a sense of place. It's not a novel. Sometimes I'll tell you you're in the back room and it's hot out. Right. But I, I look at this and I don't mean to be, uh, to, 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 be, to it, but it's almost like a Monty Python script because okay. here they are, right. They're out there. They're talking to the people. You're right. And the people are, they stop in their tracks. They understand like, like Mark just read, many of them believe, and here come these, Rulers. it's like Monty Python. It's like, stop that. Stop that, you know, yeah, yeah. And, and, just, and just make it a scene. I mean, here you had the people at rest and at peace with the word of God, yeah. and then you have these so-called rulers. Do we not see this today? They say, no, no, stop that, you know, and and, and take good away So, a- for their evil ways. show up. Yes. Right that's right. Away, and the opposers show
2: up. Exactly. And unfortunately, these antagonists and opposers seem to have the law and power on their side. All the time. But no Romans, no Romans here. No, there's the Romans are the authority, right? Right. And but Pont- these are religious authorities. These are religious, right. but okay. they
1: they were handcuffed to a certain point. At in these days, they weren't able to stone someone to death sure. like back in the old days of the mm-hmm. Jewish customs. They That's didn't have the Roman soldiers here. They didn't have Pontius Pilate here. That's why they
0: wanted Pilate to condemn him.
1: Right. Because they couldn't do it. I only bring that up because it's the priest, the captain of the temple, the Sadducees. Now, the Sadducees. The religious rulers. The Sadducees didn't believe in the resurrection. Correct. And you find that back in Matthew chapter 22, verse 23, yep. where they they didn't believe in the resurrection. And they questioned Jesus about it. And he put them to silence.
0: Okay. That's right.
1: But here they come and they, they, they're they like bluffing about what
2: we're going to do to you. Now, I just want to think, okay, here. They don't believe in the resurrection. Okay. So let's take uh, anyone at this table believe in the abominable snowman. (laughs) No. Okay. (laughs) Not now. So let's say there was a guy on the street preaching the abominable snowman. We just kind of look at him and go, what a nutcase, and walk away. <laughs> yeah. We wouldn't get all worked up and want to have him arrested nah. for preaching a fable right, like right. that. So well, what's right. getting them stirred up? That's
0: a great yeah, point. Yeah, that's, a that's, point. Great. that's a great, yeah. that's a great that's, point. You know, you see somebody like that, we just, uh, we had a saying. <laughs> there were so many people preaching at the Abominable Snowman in New York when I grew up. And I mean, they were just, you know, and they just, guys were just off the wall and just, and, and we had this sound that we made in the neighborhood. Weep. Weep. And that was a call out to know, there's a nut over here. Like, right, weep. right. are kind of But we didn't arrest him. We didn't beat him up. We fun of the guy and yeah. just <laughs> laugh
2: and, and go on about your daily business. Right. The, the, Great they're point. here,
1: they're gathering together, and they're grieved. Why? Because they were teaching, they were preaching about Jesus and the resurrection from the dead. And I want to say in verse 2, it's not just about that Jesus rose from the dead. They're preaching that through Jesus, the resurrection from the dead. To me, that means everyone can be resurrected from the dead. Who's a believer through Jesus. Yeah, yeah, through the name of Jesus. And that's what they really didn't like. That really bothered them. And then they laid hands on them and they put them in hold. Now, it doesn't say they arrested them, but I would say that's like the modern equivalent
2: of detaining. They detained them. Yeah. Right? And I wonder where they detained them. I don't know. I'm just uh, curious. Well, Yeah, I don't know. They had a place. Now, Now, would you think that a religious establishment would have a place where it can detain people, like a detention center. You wouldn't think of that as normal. No, no. So this is, I don't know, just think, go ahead.
1: And then 5,000 believed, right? And when it says in verse four that the number of the men that believed, they heard the word, Yes, they believed, and there was about five thousand. And back in chapter two, there was about three thousand who believed. So mm-hmm. Satan's not doing so good so far in the early church. No. There's already eight thousand believers already. <laughs> no, okay, no. why? Because they're doing the same thing that Jesus told them to do. They're going out and they're preaching.
0: Right? Now I, I have a, I have a question I'm right here, listener. I have questions too, and I got two great men next to me. I often wondered. It says that the Sadducees and the priests. Can I assume those priests are the Pharisees? That would be my thought. The okay. high priests and folks, and, the Pharisees this, do. They're, they're a sect of the Jewish um, religion that do believe in a resurrection. The Sadducees do not believe in a the resurrection. Yeah. They were always at odds together. Later on, in the Book of Acts, Paul turns them on to each other, which is kind of comical. Well, it, um, it, you know, if, today I tried to figure out
2: because these guys are mentioned a lot in the New Testament, right. and uh, you wonder, well, have they gone away? Do they not exist today? Now, I know if we look in the phone book, you're not going to find under P, Pharisee, and under S, Sadducee. So I was studying what is the M.O. of these guys. Well, the Pharisees, uh, Jesus uh, spoke to them back in the book of Matthew. He said, the problem with you is you keep adding traditions to God's word, and you're always adding things to the word of God. And the Sadducees, they were sub attracting things from the word of god we don't right. believe in angels we don't believe in the resurrection right. we don't so they're like taking verses pulling them out of the bible the pharisees are adding and i'm thinking in modern terms the popes and the Catholic priests are notorious for adding traditions and catechisms and sacraments and adding things to the word of God. It's not like they've stripped the Bible away. They have a Bible plus the their catechism. own
1: writings.
0: My God. I, got a, yeah, I yeah. got a copy of this big yeah. book mean, at
2: home, he, the catechism
0: of yeah, the Catholic yeah. Church. It's well, all has their additional has rules. Hasn't the Mormons done it? Have well, it, well has here's my thought, is? though. So
2: I think P. Pharisee, P. Popes and priests, Sadducees. Now, as I've read the work of Hebrew and Greek scholars, they're notorious like the Jesus seminar, taking verses out of the Bible. We don't believe that verse belongs there. We don't believe that verse belongs there. we don't believe that book, Second Peter, belongs there. And they subtract things and then they write new Bibles, these scholars with an S they, yeah. like the Sadducees, and they an NIV's got sixty-four thousand words missing yes. and verses missing. So they're still around today. They're religious people who outwardly look like they are friends of Jesus Christ, but they're enemies of the Word of God. And I guess you could say that's spirit,
0: that yeah. evil spirit still exists today.
2: You still have adders and subtractors right. to the word of God. That's and
1: right. I had a Christian brother yesterday tell me that he had a modern Bible, not a King James a few years back and and as he was reading, he got he didn't know anything about adding or subtracting from the Bible, was not familiar with any of that. And he got to Acts eight thirty seven and all of a sudden it jumped to Acts eight thirty nine. The verses missing. And there yeah. was two verses missing from his Bible yeah. and the numbers were gone and the verses were gone. Yep. And he didn't know what to do about it. Like he had no idea where to go yeah. looking for those verses. But amazing. later on he found out.
2: You need a King James Bible. And, to and, have and the curious words. thing is now Jesus dealt with these Sadducees subtracting from the word of God, Pharisees adding to the word of God. So the very last word he gives in the final chapter of the book of Amen. the Bible. That's right. Revelation 22, Jesus invites people to come and then he says, I testify unto you, if any man shall add... Unto these things, God shall add unto him the plagues that are written in this book. Any man that hears the words of this book, if they add them, so that's a, a Pharisee adding things. Verse nineteen, and if any man shall take away from the words of this book, God will take away his book out of the uh, life. What, and, and what, so is, so what it's else? Right there, he's given a warning. Yes. So, we don't want any future Sadducees and Pharisees. So,
0: how could a real right. God-fearing man, a, a a really good saved? Bible believing, Bible reading, born again Christian, do that. I don't think they can. You I think it's got to be. It's got to be somebody A outside. Child of the devil. It's got to it. yeah. okay. be. I mean, yeah. the Lord says it. He says you must be born again. Yes. Right. So we're all okay. He says don't. That's don't, just as important. He says don't, don't touch my words. Church. Don't add to it. Don't take it away. Right. And you know what's really what's really diabolical, Mike. And you brought this up on time. I always wondered why. Uh, in the perversions when it goes from 37 to 39 why didn't they just make 39 yeah, just, re, yeah just, just reorder just re, the re, numbers recast it yeah. but you you answered that uh you, go ahead years ago why why did they why did they do that well because everything
2: they do is based on a king james bible so they're trying to follow the template of the king james right.
0: bible so in other words so in other words if, if somebody if, if they're in john, john 3 3 we're in John three three, although it's different. Right, but what they don't want to if well, you got to talk about the Book of Acts. They don't want so so to draw so, yeah, yeah. so in other words, if you're if you're on a, a verse forty, the forty is going to be the same. They rewrote it differently, but the forty is the same. To me, that's sinister. Well, oh, you, sure.
1: you, you can't have a holy Bible that's full of holes. <laughs> yeah. It's either a <laughs> holy Bible, kind of holy, yeah. Right. Yeah. It's, it's either a holy Bible or it's not. It's either perfect and pure. And, and I want to make one quick add before yeah, we go to do. break. Please do. In verse four, it says that uh, the many which heard the word believed, and the number of the men was about five thousand. There's no tongues there. There's no water baptism there.
2: They believed the word that was preached. then that's all it takes Uh, faith comes by hearing hearing the word of god and by grace are you saved through faith faith believing what god has said not a works Uh, yeah amen amen um you're listening to the what is truth radio show we're with you every sunday morning at uh, seven o'clock we thank you for joining with us we always invite you to uh Pull up a chair, uh, grab your Bible, uh, get your favorite uh, beverage, a tea, coffee, and sit down and study with us. Our old shows are available on our sponsor is Grace and Truth Church. Grace and Truth Church. You got to spell out one long word, graceandtruthchurch.org. Hit the sermons tab. Hit the YouTube tab and then you can uh, watch the old What is Truth programs. We're going to take a short station break and when we return, we're going to continue in Acts chapter 4. Stick around. Amen.
1: What is truth? What is truth? Want answers? I think I'm entitled. You want
0: answers? I want the truth.
1: You
2: can't handle the truth. Do like Jesus said, search the scriptures and you'll know what is true. Amen. Welcome back to the second half of the program. We've been studying our way through Acts chapter four. We're just getting into it. Had the first paragraph, how the preaching of Peter grieved the religious leaders and they laid hands on Peter and his fellow brethren who were preaching and they put them in hold And yet, despite that, many of the people which heard the great preaching of the Word of God believed 5,000 men were added to the church. So, Brother Mark, continue in this chapter, Acts 4, verse 5.
1: Amen. And if you've got your Bible, grab your Bible or in Acts 4, verse 5. And the Bible says, And it came to pass on the morrow that their rulers and elders and scribes, and Annas the high priest and Caiaphas and John and Alexander and as many as were of the kindred of the high priest were gathered together at Jerusalem. And when they had set them in the midst, they asked, "By what power or by what
2: name have ye done this?" That's like an inquisition, yeah—an <laughs> early inquisition. Yeah. Here We're we let the
0: listener know that John that, that Mark yeah. just mentioned—that's not John. It's not John the Baptist, and it's not the Apostle John. Sure,
2: because they, is, they told right. you it's of the kindred yeah, of the, the high priest. Yeah. So yes. John was, was really a sure. common name. Yeah,
1: yes, and mm. and normally I would keep reading on through the paragraph, but I got to stop here for one second because something comes up here. What comes up is in the early church. They're being pressed with a question, by what power, by what name have you done this? And they're facing jail or persecution. Or maybe execution like Jesus went through. Right. So they don't know exactly what's going to become of this, right? So they have to reach back and remember what Jesus had told them. So I'm going to jump back to Matthew chapter 10. And in Mm -hmm. Matthew chapter 10, Jesus speaking, he tells his disciples, I'm going to read like verse 16 on. Jesus tells his disciples, and I believe they're remembering this type of thing here when they're faced with this, this uh, inquisition. Jesus said in Matthew uh, ten sixteen Behold, I send you forth as sheep in the midst of wolves. Be ye therefore wise as serpents and harmless as doves, but beware of men, for they will deliver you up to the councils, and they will scourge you in their synagogues. And ye shall be brought before governors and kings for my sake, for a testimony against them and the Gentiles, But when they deliver you up, take no thought how or what ye shall speak, for it shall be given you in that same hour what ye shall speak. For it is not ye that speak, but the spirit of your father which speaketh in you. Uh, And the brother shall deliver up the brother to death, and the father the child, and the child shall raise against their parents and cause them to be put to death. So anyway, so back to the story. Here we are. Peter has to respond. And we see in Acts 4.8, Then Peter, filled with the Holy Ghost, said unto them, Ye rulers of the people and elders of Israel, if we this day be examined of the good deed done to the impotent man, by what means he is made whole, be it known unto you all, and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole." This is the stone which was set at naught of you builders, which has become the head of the corner. Neither is there salvation in any other, for there's none other name under heaven given among men, whereby we must be saved.
2: Amen. So by what power did you do this? We did this by the power of Almighty God and the name of Jesus Christ. Amen. There's power in that name. Yes. And he's telling them
1: specifically in verse 11, this is the stone that was Set aside by the builders. Now it's become the head of the corner. He's quoting Psalm one eighteen, verse twenty two. Sure, and talking about how this is the head cornerstone, the most important part of the whole entire building. That's right. What holds it all together. And he's trying to let, he's trying to get them to understand the big picture. The big picture is that Jesus is the Messiah. He came, and you crucified him, and he, you know, died, was buried, and he rose again.
2: You know Jesus uh, on the I think it was Tuesday of the Passion Week, right before the Wednesday of the Last Supper, was in the uh, temple, and those same leaders were before him. This is in Matthew twenty-one, and he said to the these same leaders, Matthew chapter twenty-one, verse thirty-three. He said, "I want you to hear a parable. There was a certain householder." Which planted a vineyard, and he hedged it about, and digged a wine press in it, and built a tower, and let it out to husbandmen, and went to a far country. Now, these men are thinking, why we teach that? That's Isaiah chapter five in the Old Testament. God said, I, I planted this vineyard here. Yes. Okay. And and uh, and when the time of the fruit drew near, Jesus goes on, that man. The father sent his servants to the husbandmen that they might receive, that he might receive the fruits of it. And the husbandmen took his servants and beat one and killed another and stoned another. So he's going back and looking at all the prophets that had been killed in Jerusalem. Uh, verse 36 again, he, that would be the father, sent other servants more than the first, and they did likewise to them. Verse 37 but last of all, the father sent unto them his son, saying, Oh, they'll reverence my son. But when those men saw the son, they said among themselves, Oh, this is the heir. Come, let us kill him. Let us seize on the inheritance. And they caught him and they cast him out of the vineyard and they slew him. And then Jesus tells them, When the Lord therefore of the vineyard cometh, what will he do to those husbandmen? and some of the men in the audience said well he'll miserably destroy those wicked men he'll he'll let his vineyard out to other husbandmen which will render the fruits thereof in the season and then jesus said did you never read in the scriptures the stone which the builders rejected the same is become the head of the corner This is the Lord's doing and marvelous in our eyes. I mean, Jesus had warned them about that. He went on to say, therefore, I say to you, the kingdom of God shall be taken away from you and given to a nation, bringing forth the fruits thereof. And whosoever shall fall on this stone shall be broken. But on whomsoever it shall fall, it will grind him to powder. Yeah, they had heard Jesus say that about 50 days
1: before. Yeah. Yeah. And it says, and the Pharisees perceived that he spake of them. That's right. <laughs> they understood he was talking about them. Right. And
2: here they are, you know, here they are persecuted. Talk about a hard name. heart. Yeah. Talk about a seared conscience. Yeah. Talk about mean? a point, to the scorner to the point. And what he
0: means, too, is it's that you fall on that stone and you break, listeners, that's when you repent. Yeah. That's when you repent. But if you don't repent it's going to grind you to powder. Well,
2: that's for all three of us here. When we fell on the stone, what was broken was the pride yeah, of thinking, yeah. that breaking, I'm, I'm really okay. Yeah, I'm right. okay. You're okay. Yeah. I'm okay. Yeah. It is a I'm really thing. not yeah. okay. Yeah. Yeah. And my pride belief. was your, you know? broken and I yeah. fell on that. And then immediately the Lord put life in every one of us here. Amen. But you got to break Amen. that spirit of man. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and call for the spirit of God. Humble yourself in the sight of the Lord and he will lift you up. Amen. But, but, Verses 10 and 12 are great preaching verses. Have you ever used them on the street? Absolutely. Mark, say Absolutely. Them again for the listeners. they great.
1: Well, in 10, it says, Be it known unto you all and to all the people of Israel, that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, whom ye crucified, whom God raised from the dead, even by him doth this man stand here before you whole. And then verse 12, Neither is there salvation in any other, for there's none other name under heaven, Given among men, whereby we must be saved. We must. Must.
2: Not we ought to. We yeah. must. Is that yeah. word again. Because without salvation, we will not be
0: able to, like Jesus said, enter or see the kingdom of God. And, and again, you know, again, you think about it in the English, English language, must is a command you must do this yes okay you and, must and, be born again and, and say we, must. yeah we're so don't you think that's a commandment no is it better if i said you better do this <laughs> <laughs> that's the way we that's the way in our american I minds. recommend. Yeah, I, yeah, well that's the way in our, in our minds if, <laughs> if, if you know you better or else is that a commandment sure it is but the lord that's not speaking you, you must it's yeah. very it's black and white it's so, required
2: in the yeah. I heard a preacher say those commandments aren't suggestions; they're not ten suggestions. <laughs> well, this <laughs> is the one. This is the one commandment of the New Testament. If yes. I remember, First John chapter three, if I remember correctly, I'm trying to think in the New Testament here, and I'm uh, let me find it for you. Um, this is God's commandment, First John three twenty three, that we should believe on the name of His Son Jesus Christ. Commandment. I mean, that's a commandment. Amen. We sh- we ought to believe on that name of Jesus Christ. It's
1: just that a lot of people in this present time and age that we live in haven't heard that that's a commandment. Oh, but is. it
0: is. It's a commandment. So you we, must believe. He whittled it down from 10 to 1. He made it narrow. Amen. <laughs> Amen. That? Amen. You know, I always read that verse and said, Lord, it did much more help if you said, and this is the commandment, that we should believe on the name of his son, Jesus Christ. No, that we must believe on Absolutely. that. Absolutely, but he, it should because it's a commandment. But you still got free will. If you don't want it, that's fine. You want to walk away, sure, that's fine. You should be doing this. I mean, you know, this a fork in the road. Go this way, young man. Here is the light. Here is the thing. I mean, I am giving you, you. You should go this way. <laughs> you know, well, the other way is very hot. <laughs> the other way is very wrong. <laughs> very wrong. But that, yeah. that's why. I, and again, it's it's they're saying that that's what you should. Jesus said you must, but. But John is telling us that you should um, because that's a commandment because we still have free will. If you don't want this, we urge you to do it. God urges you to do it. Yeah. But if you don't want
1: to do it, it's fine with him. The fork in the road is the difference between life and death. Amen. Between goodness and light and darkness and death, and and no water. I mean, we haven't had rain in a little while, right? You know what it's like to not have water, but this is no water. Anywhere in the Bible you see anything about uh, hell or the pit, there's no water down there. It's yeah. not good, yeah. no. you know, but God does make things simple, and I want to comment on the on the next verse before I actually read through the section. In verse 13, it talks about Peter and John, that they were uh, the, the rulers perceived them to be unlearned and ignorant, right? But they knew that they had been with Jesus. I just want to say something about that. You know, God's looking for a willing heart. You don't have to be, you know, big major college education or even uh, some kind of like Christian seminary education or whatever. What you need is you need a willing heart and you need to have spend time with Jesus. How do you spend time with Jesus, John?
0: His word. Amen. In the word of God. You don't need to be on the radio. You don't need to be on the streets. You don't have to, you know, all these things. Sometimes, you know, I look at some folks when I'm trying to witness to them and they're intimidated by that. You know, I mean, for goodness sakes, Mike, you're intimidating because you're, you're deaf to knowledge. <laughs> you know, that's why I don't, never like to preach at this church because no way I want that pulpit, you know, <laughs> but, but no, but, but listen, understand Mark is telling you that this is what is required of the Lord. As you grow. You get boldness as you, as the Lord works out those little things that, that, for instance, when I used to see people preaching on the street and I didn't, I didn't know the word of God, I was like, what are they doing? I mean, if there is a Jesus Christ and I think there is, but I don't know what, what he's all about, but I mean, they are giving him a bad name. They're giving him a bad name because I was, I, you know, my, I, I was confused. Didn't understand. I didn't understand. Yeah. And then even after I got saved, there was this, the guy that used to go out here on street preach over here. And I'm like geez, you know, I mean, we're trying to get these people in the neighborhood to come and, you know, a guy's out there and I think he's more or less pushing them away. As you develop and, and the Lord takes you through and you have an understanding, your spirit changes and he opens your eyes and he gives you, and that's when you realize this is a living, breathing book. Sure. This is a spiritual sure. book because of what it does. You constantly take it in, constantly take it in. It, after a while, after a while, it's, it's like the waves hitting a rock and it'll erode that uncircumcised heart. Sure. that you have.
1: Well, on that note, I'll just say real quick, I've had multiple times where I have been out on the street somewhere and I'm preaching the gospel, which is a simple message that Christ died for our sins and preaching Bible verses. And people will come up. I've had people come up and say, well, I'm a Christian. I I, I really don't think this really is effective. I really don't think this is any good. And they say, well, sir, what would you do? Well, I would talk to people one-on-one about Jesus. I'm like, great. Here's somebody walking down the sidewalk right now. I'm going to introduce you to him and you can tell him all about Jesus and how he can be saved and, and tell him about the cross of Calvary. And, and and right away, every single person, they're all like, well, well no, no, I, I, I'm not ready right now. I can't do that. What do you right. mean you're not ready right, right now? The gospel is right. so simple and it's good news. Right.
0: But, you know, but I learned, and you're right, but I learned when I was a young Christian and, and I, I gave my life to the Lord and I still couldn't work out these things in my mind, you know, witnessing to certain people, street preaching and whatnot, shut up. Just, you know, you don't need that. You don't need to go to a brother who's on the street on his time, not getting paid, giving the gospel out. And who are you? Just, you know what? If you're not there yet, that's okay. The Lord still loves you, and we love you too, but you don't need to get in the way. Well, yesterday was a great example. Yesterday when some of
1: us were out street preaching and we had signs, there was a lady who pulled up behind us in the parking lot with her car, and she was giving us cold, refreshing water, brand new bottles of Really? Pool. Yes, and she was a blessing. I can't remember her name right Amen. now, but thank you so much. And I'll, I'll just say that people, it, it mentions it in the Bible in 1 Corinthians 14.3. Three little things that you ought to do As a Christian, you ought to uh, uh, edify, which is to build up other people. You ought to uh, exhort them. So exhort and edify or exhort and build them up and also comfort them. And that's what we try to do. We try to be biblical around here. And those are all good
2: things. Amen. Okay. And Uh, to edify speaks to the mind because you're you're teaching them something they didn't know. So you're building a a new piece of knowledge for them. To comfort speaks to the heart, but to exhort speaks to the will. Because when we do speak to someone and we tell them about Jesus and we tell them, you know, he he does care for you and he'll take you in his arms and he'll give you a love like no one else has. That's comforting to no, someone. We're telling him the truth about what he did, edifying. Then we exhort them so why don't you call on him? Why don't you make that choice? Amen. Amen. If I could
0: just, yesterday, a beautiful moment. uh, So one of our brothers, uh, Kevin Deegan, we mentioned him a lot and he's been on the show. Got a wonderful voice, a wonderful witness for the Lord. Amen. He just came back from uh, the Indy 500 and he preached like nine straight hours per day and he dragged himself out on that corner and you know <laughs> you're just like wow what a man and uh, so he's on my corner i'm holding up signs and i'm just you must be saved and just blurting out by and he starts he starts preaching with his booming voice yes. and there was a woman in the left lane the left lane seemed like it took forever before you could make a left and folks were on the corner of union and walden and this woman started she got so excited she was jumping and knocking down she had, I just, and she kept her hand on the horn and she kept on looking at us and picking her hand and lifting up like this and amen. she was going like this and she left and she just kept on and kevin's preaching and even a he was looking He was looking. yeah she up. got yep. she got all amen. worked up and
1: it's 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 wonderful to see amen you so know. it was a blessing and she got edified amen, amen. yeah so here we are in the story in Acts and verse 13 of uh, Acts 4. The Bible says Now, when they saw the boldness of Peter and John and perceived that they were unlearned and ignorant men, they marveled. That's right. And they took knowledge of them that they had been with Jesus. And beholding the man which was healed standing with them, they could say nothing against it. Oh, those
2: miracles were real, amen. Back then, nobody argued with them. They stood; the miracle stood right there in front of
0: it. What are you going to say? And, and, and again, I was faced. I don't know if you guys were faced, but when I first got saved and wanted to go ahead and and talk to you know my family, uh, you know, um, you know, people I work with, my cousin, even though I was in corporate America, I guess I, I was doing okay and whatnot, and I was respecting what I did. They looked at me as ignorant. Yeah, how? Like my, you know, and I'll say my cousin. I, you know, he's a hard nut to crack, and, and he goes to me. I knew you when. Now all of a sudden, who are you to know all this? It's called a Who do you life. say all that? A and, you know, life. exactly. But you know, it, it's just he, You know, it was it was it was um, it, it was it was a strange a strange emotion because because again, we always have a, a a real respect for each other. But he was questioning my my um ability. To, to, on this subject well I at think, the time I okay I, he looked at me as if i was ignorant
2: yeah and i i encountered the same thing well i think what happened is and we were talking about this in another arena today about um the power of the culture and the media to influence the way people think and perceive That's things. true it's powerful and and uh what they've tried to do through so many movies and through so many television. Uh, programs and scripts is you know some ignorant hillbilly in the south with a bible right. that has a fourth grade education yeah. and what they're trying to attach is anyone that is a bible believer is an ignorant man yeah no no
0: well, i would has an affair
2: countered <laughs> you know, forget that i'm yeah. just talking about the ignorance yeah. that, that you're ignorant if you believe right. it and and um so here i was this funny thing Like you, you were in corporate America. I was in a a doctor. I was a doctor, a scientist. So, so I I had done science and medicine and lots of books and lots of studies. And I was understood to be when there's a question in our family, the extended family, I was the go to guy. The phone would ring What's this drug about? What's this x ray mean? What does this mean? And then they found the other things I studied economics. You know they wanted me to run for office in the 1980s. So he knows government. He knows economics. Uh, what, we got a question on on the interest rates and the loan. I would get the calls all the time, and uh, and then I got saved. Amen. And now he started talking to them about Jesus Christ, and they thought I was dumb, a dummy, I, I, because I, I, the power of that media yeah. to influence. Now, now when here we are, verse 13. When they, the religious leaders, saw the boldness of Peter and John. They marveled. Now, they did perceive also that they were unlearned and ignorant men in the sense that Peter had been a fisherman his whole life. Right. He probably only had a fourth grade right. education. John was uh, 17 or 18 when he hooked up with Jesus. He never went to the uh, temple seminary. He never learned from the rabbis there. He spent all his time walking with Jesus. Right. And so from their standpoint, they're going, well, you're not educated in a formal education. But they did take knowledge of one thing. These people had been with Jesus. right? And if you read your Bible, people will begin to notice, wow, you know your Bible. That's I'll right. bet you have people tell you, man, you know a lot of Bible. Yeah. You seem to know a lot of Bible. My yeah. wife hears that all the time. They think she should yeah. be running a, a Bible institute. Yeah. And, and when you spend time with Jesus and his word, people, they begin to notice. And whenever
1: somebody says that to me, wow, how do, how do you know all that? How do you know all that? I'm like, I can read. And you know
2: what? So can you. But but they yeah. they had been with, they had spent time with Jesus. You spend time with your book. Amen. That's how you, you did it. Amen. It wasn't osmosis. Well, it these, was spending time. These days, I, I got to say, <laughs> that's how you spend time
1: with
0: Jesus these days. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. You In go the into the book. Yeah. He's, He's the word with a capital and, W. And, these and are like his said, words and, with I a little know w. It's w. Yeah. hard for people to understand, but the words... Are, like We talked the other day, Mike, you're saying the, the Lord puts his, his, his word above his name. Yep. Right. And that's how important it is to him. And it, when you're reading God's words, they, they come off the spiritual. Yeah. Well, words matter. Peter said in John chapter six,
1: when Jesus was there, Peter said, Lord, to whom shall we turn? Yeah, Thou hast the words of eternal life. Amen. Amen. Amen, amen, yeah. amen. So here we are in the story in Acts four. We got uh, verse 15. But when they had commanded them to go aside out of the council they conferred among themselves, saying, What shall we do to these men? For that indeed a notable miracle hath been done by them is manifest to all them that dwell in Jerusalem, and we cannot deny it.
2: We'll but have that, to wait a couple hundred years. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> but, but that it spread no further among the people, let us straightly threaten them, and I underline threaten them, Yes. that they speak henceforth to no man in this name. And they called them, and commanded them not to speak at all, nor teach in the name of Jesus.
0: Well, that, that to me was that saying over there, we cannot deny it. So in other words, they did do this miracle, but we need to stop this right now. Why? Because they're going to go gonna spread. It's going to spread to Jesus, just like when he was alive in the gospels, they're all going to him. We're going to lose our place of office. We're going to lose our power. We're going to lose our, you know, everything in the marketplace. We're going to lose our, the privileges we have at the Romans. That right over there is a criminal act right there.
1: In verse 18, uh, you know, there's no law that they can't do this, but they're they're commanding them. You know, they're threatening them
2: again. Well, in other words, we'll put you in hold again. Yeah. Maybe the next time we'll get the Roman authorities. These men are causing insurrection right. over here in Jerusalem. We've got to do something about them. They're right.
0: troublemakers. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're going to lie about them, obviously. They're healing yeah. people. They'll call them a troublemaker. Isn't it yeah. funny now, seeing the comparison where God commands or Jesus, you must be born again. Okay. You must stop preaching. Uh, Is that, you know, again, isn't that interesting? Just the opposite. So it's just, yeah. it's just, it's just the opposite. Jesus says, go out in the world and preach, preach the gospel of every living creature. That's what, that's what these men heard from a, a, a living, a, a resurrected Jesus Christ. And that's what they were doing. So what's and Peter so and John going to do here? Should that's they right.
2: compromise? What should they do? They're Think gonna, about
1: it? Go. They're going to do the right thing, but I'll just bring this up to modern day for a second. Back sure. about uh, somewhere like 10 years ago, I, I didn't get a chance to go at this particular time, but there were preachers that went to the Indy 500, not in the event, but outside the event, and they are handing out gospel ch- tracts and, and preaching there. Kevin Deagle was there at the time, and the police came and they actually came up to the preachers and said, You need to stop. You got to stop. It's got to stop. And the one preacher, I don't know his name, but the one preacher, he was like, I I can't stop. God commanded me to preach the gospel to every creature. That's not a request. God commanded me to do it, and we're here to do that. And the, the police officer at the time said, If you use the name, he specifically said, If you use the name of Jesus again, you will be arrested. And the guy answered, just like it is here in the book of Acts.
2: So here's the answer.
1: The answer is verse 19. But Peter and John answered and said unto them, whether it be right in the sight of God to hearken unto you more than unto God, judge ye. For we cannot but speak the things which we have seen and heard. Amen. And so back to the story at the Indy 500, this guy preached right in front of that police. I think it was a police supervisor. And he preached the name of Jesus again to him. And the guy said, put your hands behind your back. You're getting handcuffed. And he did. And they took him away. And you know what? They rejoiced over it. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> know. So anyway, so back to Acts, verse 21. So, <clears throat> so when they had further threatened them, they let them go. Hmm. Guess they didn't really have any power and authority, did they? <laughs> Anyways, they, they let them go, finding nothing how they might punish them. Because of the people. For all men glorified God for that which had which
2: was done. Yeah, I mean, five thousand people were rejoicing Amen. at the great work that God had done, and and they're going to follow the crowd and put their finger in the air and which way the wind blowing. Yeah,
1: Amen. Uh, for the man, this man who was healed was above forty years old, on whom this miracle of healing was shown. Amen. And uh, I guess I should keep going here. Sure. Mm-hmm. And, and being let go, they went to their own company, and they reported all that the chief priests and elders had said unto them. And when they heard that, they lifted up their voice to God with one accord and said, "'Lord, thou art God, which hast made heaven and earth and the sea and all that in them is, who by the, by the mouth of thy servant David has said, "'Why did the heathen rage and the people imagine vain things?' The kings of the earth stood up and the rulers were gathered together against the Lord and against his Christ. For of a truth against that holy ch- thy holy child Jesus, whom thou hast anointed both Herod and Pontius Pilate with the Gentiles and the people of Israel, were gathered together for to do whatsoever thy hand and thy counsel determined before to be done. And now, Lord, behold their threatenings and grant unto thy servants that with all boldness they may speak thy word uh, by stretching forth thine hand to heal and that signs and wonders may be done by the name of thy holy child Jesus so i'll stop there at the end of the paragraph they're they're reaching out to god sure they're praying they're praying and and they're praying with one accord and that's exactly what the early church should have done they were and
2: they're praying for the right thing yes They're going back, they're saying, look, in the first chapter of the book, your son told us in Acts chapter 1, verse 8, when you receive power and the Holy Ghost comes on you, you're to be witnesses unto me. In Jerusalem, Judea, Samaria, to the uttermost parts of the earth, you're going to go preach the gospel in the power my father gives you. And these people are trying to stop. Lord, help. Amen. We need your support. Amen. I think a modern Christian would be
1: getting on their knees right here and saying, Lord, protect me. Lord, keep me from persecution. Lord, keep me from jail time. Right? And what are they praying for? Keep Boldness me preaching, preach Lord, the word.
2: Keep me walking on two feet and crying aloud and sparing not and telling the whole world that Jesus is the savior. And you're listening to the what is truth radio show. And we're studying our way through the acts of the apostles because Jesus promised that he would build his church through those early men. We're reading about Peter and John. We're going to read about Paul. We're going to read about men that Jesus chose to go out and preach that gospel. And here we are 2000 years later and that same Truth applies, be it known unto all of you listening to me that by the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth, the one whom God raised from the dead, neither is there salvation in any other. There's none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. And God's desire is to save the soul of every man, woman and child on this planet. And the only thing standing in his way is the will of those very people. What will you do? Will you turn to the Lord, believe on the Lord Jesus Christ, and thou shalt be saved. That's the What Is Truth radio show. Go to our website, graceandtruthchurch.org. Hit the sermons tab. Hit the YouTube tab. I have a great week. Until we're with you next week, do like Jesus said, search the scriptures, and you'll know what is truth. Amen. Amen.
0: You've been listening to What Is Truth, the radio show devoted to asking the question, What Is Truth? Listen every weekend at this time for What is Truth? Only on WECK.